Just get that in. Did you get what? Go ahead. It's on. Bob, you, I told you, you you said, and, and then you stood up because you farted. I did not fart. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome back to Grocery Chat this week. It's so good to, it's so good to be here. It's so good to uh, be with you again. I feel like it's it's been a little while. And we apologize for that, but you know, we've just been too busy getting our stimulus money. We haven't got it yet. Oh. Just go with the flow. They don't they don't need to know our finances. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been interesting. What what you, what you been up to, Bob? I don't know, you live with me, so <laughs> I've been busy. Yeah. Busy uh working Sweating and w- taking care of kids. Sweat, blood, and tears. You know. Sweating from a lady in the evenings. In the evenings. Oh, Keep sweating over oh. here. Just make a little say. Uh, yeah, that's good to know. I'm glad you've been working. Um, I've also been working. And, you know, I think it's... It's been work. You know what it is? Here, here, here's what it is. We just got off a crazy year. You know? Oh, man. And I think it's just weird to like, okay, things are starting to kind of somewhat get back to normal and yeah, I don't think I like it. Yeah. I read an, <laughs> I read a headline today that said that our governor Pritzker, who I like, he he's a funny looking man. There's just no yes, doubt about it. He has like a really flat ass. Big man flat ass. Um but that's really rude because people can make a fun of our looks too all day. Say what you want to say about me. I don't care. I've had worse things said, I promise you. But but uh, I guess you're right. Flat. Uh, what we said about him. Flat ass is like a compliment. Like he's he's a hey, big guy with know, a flat ass. In in certain white communities, having a flat ass Hot. is is definitely Hot um, communities, please. appealing. What? All right, Wait, we're we're getting off topic here. But the headline said that by April 12th, like the vaccine is going to be available to people 16 and up, and like they're we're going ahead of the schedule. Whoa. And I don't know why that got me. Like I was like. Really? It's almost done? <laughs> like, I feel like we've gotten so used to the pandemic that's like, wait, we want to open up things? We're gonna... It's like the people on Twitter are like, I don't know if I can do I'm this. Like, I don't know if I... I'm like, I'm scared that people want to get out of the house. Like, what is going on? You know, on? No. those people can kiss my ass. I think it's about time. It's about time for things to kind of become normal, but it, it also is like, wow, we, you know when you just get used things to Things will never be thing. normal. Because we're never going to forget COVID. Why are you sitting so close to me? Maybe I'm sitting close to you. You are. I feel like I want to move and like your arms right there. I can feel your little fingers on my butt. <laughs> I can't. I was like, oh, he's, he's capping the field. You guys can't see this. Would you but... rather have my little fingers or Jay Pritchard's flat ass? <laughs> Definitely not the flat ass. Definitely not that. Don't want that. You know, all I want, all I want this year is summer festivals. That That's all I want. You ain't going to get them. Well, I think maybe. Probably. They're going to be like limited capacity mask on. That, that's fine. I don't care. Sell 100 tickets. If you know, if we're lucky enough to get a ticket, that'd be great. But I just miss block parties and people being out in the street and people selling things under tents in the hot sun. And you just really want to go home 15 minutes after you got there. But you paid for the drink already. So now you got to finish the damn drink. Drunk the kids want ice cream. Drunk, drunk dads. Yeah. Drunk teenagers. Those be worse. Well, 
I mean, you had people that were drunk, but they weren't outside doing it. It's more fun when they're like in public and you can <laughs> enjoy it. You know, last week I've weekend, been there too, so I shouldn't make fun of people. Last weekend, I took the kids to. Um, I took them downtown. I just thought this would be fun. Yeah. Uh, we live in Chicago, and the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, Chicago does the parade and and dine the river green, and I don't know somehow like the actual events of what. I knew I was going into slipped my mind. Um, needless to say, I was in utter shock when the when the bus pulled onto Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. I've been so used to COVID Chicago that I wasn't used to the people. So my first thought was like, "Whoa, this is a lot of people!" Yeah. Like I was legit on the bus. Like my anxiety was starting to uh, amplify itself because yeah. I'm like, "Here I am. You weren't with me, you, Bob." had gone out to the studio I was with the two kids and there was a swarm of people I haven't seen this in over a year this many people out on the streets I'm like well you know I'm here now the kids are all excited and they got their hopes up I can't turn back now but bros it was it was like pandemic much like what are you guys all doing out of your house um, I think there's a lot of suburban people, out of towners, who said like, "I want to," but I, oh, I don't blame them. World travelers. There was a lot of different languages being spoken. Like, I get it. If you have not ever been to Chicago during St. Patrick's Day, it's, I would put that on your bucket list. It, it's fun. Uh, the only I wouldn't thing put is, on your bucket list. Why? I can think of a lot of other things to do on your bucket list. I no, I think it's something that is the most beautiful green that you will ever see with your your human eyes. Well, you could also go to like Dublin and see actual green pasture. Okay, Bob, you can also kiss my ass. No, what I was getting it's at. The second time you will ask me to kiss your ass. Okay, well, don't act like you don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> no, I, what I was going to say was, I just. <laughs> I genuinely felt like I was not drunk enough for that excursion downtown with the kids. Um, because there were. There was asses out. I hope, I hope you weren't drunk. I mean, you were. With the children. Single mothering with the children for the, the afternoon. No, it definitely wasn't. But no, I, what I was saying, you know like when you are around other drunk people oh, and yeah. it's annoying because you're sober? Yeah. It'd be, I felt yeah. like that. And then I saw all the girls with their asses out because they were dressed like little Irish sluts. And I was like, okay, wow. Don't look over there, kids. Um, I don't know if she's wearing underwear. Like, you know what it is like when you're when you're out. It just, it was out question much okay is it cultural appropriation oh i think a thousand percent you know how many black people i saw out there yeah but but like like you know damn well you're what i think who cares Irish. though no people have fun i think it's a fun thing i honestly it's like if i were to go to mayo you know i guess people do that you know it, it it's i get it did you know so, like, I wear that, blackface for Martin Luther King's birthday all the time. I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> the only way to do it. You know, how, how else will you honor the man who changed America? He said, don't judge by the content of your character. So, you know, just, yeah, black, black, blackface. Black, blacks only. Blacks only. February. Uh. <laughs> well, March is Irish History Month, apparently. So, so St. Patrick's. Women's Day. Yes. Oh, it is Women's Month. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, woman. So now you, you get two in a row. I get Lucky. Two in a row. Yep. 
and then you get you get the the shittiest months of the year, February and March, back to back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then my birthday is in October. Just add that to the list of shitty months. October's not bad. It's not yeah, good. Though. October it's sucks. Not good. October sucks. This I, is basically October. I will weather. say, being a June baby, June is a great birthday month. Things are starting to heat up. Yeah, it's a good month. I never had school when I had my birthday. Mm. That's about it. <laughs> no, I, I always dreamed of having, having a summer birthday, honestly. Well, I was like, can I just like change the You dreamed birthday? of it and then you just married a sum, summer birthday. I think you're technically still spring. Your birthday's on the 18th. I think spring is like the 20th. Or summer is the 20th or 21st. Sure. Yeah. Technically, you're a summer baby. October 20th. Oh, you're this year fall. Oh, I've never heard anybody. I'm an inch closer to you every time you annoy me. I know. You, I mean, look, I don't think you can get any closer to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you guys, um, hmm. what, the, Our, the, the, the past couple of weeks yeah. we've been watching some shit. We've been watching a lot of shit. What, what have uh, we been watching? Dude, that, the scandal, the, the varsity Rick movies, Singer. I, I have so many thoughts about this. If you guys don't know, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's called, I forgot what it's called, but o- something about that dude. Operation Varsity Blues, uh, quick context, honey, you can do, go into your rant. Um, <laughs> it's about that guy, if you remember the the, the remember the full house mom, Lori, Lori Laughlin, I think, and her daughter from went to University of Southern California. Basically, the parents paid this guy a crap load of money, and he, he fibbed and said these kids, these wealthy kids were... Um, uh, sports players or polo mm-hmm. players or something, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he he got them in through the side door, Ooh. not the back not, door. Not the back door. We don't do the back door no more. Uh, uh-uh, back door. That, that ain't clean. Uh, actually, so. at the end of the documentary, they said the back door is still open, so they still they still do the dirt. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> forty million dollar check. The back door. It just open. you know what? Just I mean, I'm gonna try to sum up. The main thought that I have is that I feel. Like you know, the education system is 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 a scam. It's a scam. If you if you're a kid and you're thinking about school, don't go. What's um, <laughs> not? Don't go to school. Save your money. Save your tears. What Deanna is saying is, uh, let me translate for her. Okay. Let me be the voice of nuance for my wife. Mm. Um, okay. Not reason, nuance. Okay. It, it's it's problematic to to have a blanket statement and say that everybody needs to go to college to fulfill the American dream. Okay. Okay. Agree. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm the same page. Okay. <laughs> but finish your thought. Oh, I just do the nuance. I don't have any thoughts. Okay. So, so, so have you noticed in life? I, <laughs> I typically don't have opinions. You just, <laughs> I sort of say things that are sort. I, I kind of couch it with sort of me, sort of kind me, of possibly. me, sort of. Could in be, some cases, some that. people think. Some people speculate this might be the case. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so since you said what you said, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. You know what? Screw the schools. I think, you know, no, in, in, in all seriousness, maybe you can nuance this thought. Nuance your thought. I'll nuance you. Eat the rich. Ooh, eat the rich. I don't believe in cannibalism, so I'll nuance a little bit. Um, okay. I don't think we should literally boil rich people and eat them. Um, you will fry it. Duh. Probably would be tastier. Like a... You know, I've heard like fingers probably taste like uh, frog legs. Well, I've had, I've tried chitlins, so anything goes. 
Um, can you imagine eating the I, I, eating I the intestines of what know. certain humans I don't want eat? Deanna, that Deanna. Oh my god. Like at least we know such pigs un, eat no, slop. This is such. Uh, let me nuance for her. What she's trying to say metaphorically is, she would like a more equitable country. I think that's what she's trying to say. Uh, she doesn't have a problem with people having money or wealth, but she does have a problem with how wealth has historically been distributed in this country. Okay, nuance this. I think schools and the way that we look at them in American society cannot be without the lens of profiting. So, if you come from a, a, a country that pays for a school, and the schools aren't making money off of, you know, athletics and that's whatever other bullshit they be trying to get kids in for, then this prestige wouldn't be there because you just be going for the education not, and they don't care. They're not trying to make a profit off of you. Mm-hmm. Who wants that? Okay. Well, I think what she's trying to say is... <laughs> I think we've come up with a we've come new up, segment. Ah, nuance. Nuance. <laughs> Nuance dad. <laughs> oh man, okay. Nu- no, so. nuance d d nuance, nuance. d. Um, okay, so what I think she's trying to say is um, there's a tendency in higher ed to, even though they're considered quote nonprofits, mm-hmm. sometimes they function like a oh, corporation they would. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I think there it, the fact that like the endowment of like a Yale or Harvard or Northwestern is in the billions and billions of dollars. It's a nonprofit that has like a, a, a nuance this for me. I, I, like how how can you sit on billions of dollars as a nonprofit? Like I, I don't understand. Like you can so you're not spending the money that's coming in, right? But it's going somewhere. The endowment is like is that just investments they're making? I don't know enough about finance of nonprofits, so I, I, I'm speaking out of my out of turn, I should say. But it it seems exactly odd that Northwestern or Harvard can have billions of endowments. How is that not just is that money in the bank? Well, like, what is that? I it, feel like those are reasons why they're like, like there will never be free education in this country. Because can you imagine those people being like my my money's gone? Well, if that's the case, can I just make my business a nonprofit and just oh I don't have a pro- I pay myself like. Eight hundred thousand a year as a salary, and and and, and I don't get any bonuses. But like these people make millions of dollars as like presidents of of, of like eight hundred k is like a salary for a an administrator of a, of a university. Well, sure. That is a damn like think of like look at their salaries. They make great money, and I'm thinking like that like they might make more in the private space, but their 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 money's like guaranteed. Right, so it's not like private companies where you know they could crash. Do. Right, you know what we should do. In many ways, like they're almost. I, I don't want to. It's almost like the, it's a it's a form of capitalism for them in higher ed, basically, even though they're nonprofits. Yeah, a hundred percent. What I was going to say is I have an idea. Mm-hmm. We should start an organization, and um, we should put a religious spin on it, mm. and um, just ask for donations. Like every non-denominator. <laughs> to start our own church. Basically, the church of uh, the Sproul Church. Isn't that what that guy did when you were a kid? <laughs> I wrote a book. Read my book. Build my house for me. We're going to tell you some basic 
things you could Google. So, Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And he also told me to tell you that I need 10% of your earnings. Now, look, I you mean, can give your money to anybody, but I am the true prophet. Oh, I'm not Jesus. I'm just talking his words. And look, he's a pretty big deal. So if you listen to me, you're you're basically listening to him. You know what I think? I think you're honest. I think there's so many people in our current society who are in desperate search for identity. And they will cling on to anything that makes them feel real. Is that why we've seen a boom in like... Like politics of identity, oh, um, the, the fact that like I, I feel like since we we've been married for going on nine years. Damn! When we first got married, like the identifying like you were a black, you are a black woman, you still are. As, most as days, as most I days I am. Yeah, I'm still a white man, though you've, you've had dreams of me being a black man, and I respect that. That's great. It's pretty pretty cool, but. Yeah. Yeah, my what point, would Freud say about that? My my point is, um, you know, you it was like the identity was like I feel like it's it's been heightened. Like you're you're a black woman. It's like okay, well, black girls rock. Right. Um, I mean, it's almost like you're forced to like be like, come on, this is your identity, right? Or I mean, I guess white men don't do it because like it's not it's not really like <laughs> I'm proud to be white. Like, if you say you're proud to be white, I... No, no, no. Weird thing you, the, the thing about white people is you, you don't have to say you're proud to be white. Mm. You guys have really other weird ways to express that you're proud to be white. Mm. You know? And that can come in the form of... Endowments I don't for big wanna, universities? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're living in sketchy neighborhoods. It's yeah, like, yeah. I get it. You, I, you know, and, and, and that's a fair Just point. say you want to be around other white people. Okay, we get it. Yeah. You know, so I... I no, I, I, I totally get it. I mean... Um, yeah, it's, it's, but... And we live in one of the whitest neighborhoods in Chicago. That was my choice. I was the one looking at a mixed neighborhood. Was I not? Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to live in Beverly. This was a year or two ago. Okay, but after, after the while, after a while, you don't want to live in Beverly either. I, 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 100%. But Hyde Park is cool. I'm not going to say no to Hyde Park. You know, Park. the people in Beverly no Park. had the identity crisis. They were... From Beverly, they weren't Chicagoans. Yeah, yeah, and that was a but, weird. But, but thing. in all seriousness, like a, like like a Hyde Park, I wouldn't say no to it. You know, I think that's a cool area. Like, but we, we're both on the same page. What I'm saying is, like, we we don't choose areas based on our race. But like, I mean, some people do. I mean, I think there's a comfort level to uh, well, all of it. But but here's the thing: they sometimes don't say they do. Like, I would say most well, suburbs that I've been to are white people choosing to be in an area. They're not going to tell you to your face that's what they did. Right. They're probably not going to say, like, like, I've been in rooms with just white people. Believe it or not, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I prefer, I typically prefer hanging out with white people. <laughs> you find, your, you find On yourself. On occasion, I'm like, oh, damn, it's a bunch of white people in this room. And then I kind of like listen. I'm like, hmm, let me eavesdrop on this white conversation. And they see you, they're like, blue they're like, eyes, like, red this hair. This guy's so white. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know any white people. Tell me more. Uh, tell me every. Tell me what you really think. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm married. Oh, let me see your wife. Uh, uh. Oh no, no, no. That's the funny part. I always do the unveil, especially if they've said some uncomfortable things. That's the funny thing. Ooh, that's well, I would love to be. That's a great day. thing. That's a great. Oh, it's cool. I have like the best of both worlds. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that has happened. Like I can't remember what it was, but it was like some business trip where some guys like, 
like oh they, they, they're not they're not saying like overtly racist things but it's like just enough to like you're like okay is that and then i'm like yeah yeah well my wife and i live in chicago and here's my here's my wife and kids and they're like i can tell the conversation's always like oh yeah oh yeah i like chicago oh i i i i like kanye west yeah immediate tone change kanye west that's the one person they like it's like one black person they know uh, but um, yeah, no, I... But, but we'll, no, we were going to say something profound, and then we just stopped saying something profound. Uh, there was a point to this. There was... Uh, yeah, we were talking about um, um, identity and what it was like when we first got Right, married. right, well, what I'm getting at is, like, identity was... I feel like it's become increasingly more of a thing. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just making a mm-hmm. an observation. Because, like... I feel like ten years ago, like... But I still think one of the beauties of our marriage, and maybe we speak out of turn, is like, I didn't marry you because you're a black woman. I don't think you married me because I'm a white man. Like, no. we might have had attractions, right? That's, that's, that's fine. Like, we, we were interested in, in in the looks of each other, and, and but I think we were open. And that's the thing. And I, I, I'm getting serious for a second. I We know people, mm-hmm. uh, different backgrounds black white latino who who say they only are going to be with this one kind of person and i don't i think that's problematic i i guess i don't want to say it's racist i just think and maybe it's a comfort level thing well, but i've people, heard people say that and people are like the, the, here's the thing with identity i think people are looking for that thing that is going to bring them some kind of comfort mm-hmm. because i mean we live in a world full of lost people like i take that how you want it i think people are are genuinely lost. We are all flawed. And I'm not saying flawed. I, I mean no, lost. And we are flawed too. But go yeah. ahead. But, you know, so when it comes to, you know, dating, most people have a hard time dating because they don't know themselves enough to know, I like this or I don't like that. You know, and I've had this conversation before with my friends. Uh, Bob and I started dating. He was actually the first person I ever dated, ever been with. And they're like, I just, how, how did you know? Like, you didn't. Date, you didn't go around and how did you know that like the, that one person was going to be it and I was like you know it's interesting I've observed my friends and family and relationships for years mm-hmm. even without dating I I didn't need to date someone to know that I didn't want my heart broken yeah. or that I I didn't want a man who treated me like this or I didn't want a stupid ass yeah so the idea that we need this experience to understand who we are yeah. I don't know if that's true and I feel like I've been the example for people like I knew I liked what I saw in you when we first met it was love at first sight oh my god but you know and and that's just one small example but people are searching and and I think they really 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 want something to connect to so if you don't have the what I would say my my understanding of who I was and what I was willing to accept and willing to put up with then you're going to go with what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable, you don't know what it's like being married to a white person. I've had, I've had like my black girlfriends ask me like, what is it like, you know, being married into a white family? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I'm married to one member of the family. That's interesting. (laughs) But okay. No. And I think you're onto something. So I had like not, I dated, but I didn't have a serious relationship until you. You had a nightstand. I, (laughs) But I think so. <laughs> I'm just putting your business Jeez, out there. God. Um, and think about that from time to time. Like, so what's it like? So weird. Um, okay, but but 
in all well okay um but but my, my point is like we we didn't have like baggage of like this like long-term relationship where it's like this is the you know and i think the the becoming who you are it i think when you like date really seriously too young you you kind of like you don't know who you are because you're basing yeah. it off other people and also um I'm gonna make a plug for not like really like we we for us we didn't live together before we got married which is kind of like crazy to some people and i was like how do you know if you're gonna like them it's like if you can't tell whether or not you're gonna like a person after you live with them then you probably shouldn't be but but also the question from your friends about like marrying into a family i i think it's an honest ignorance but it's like um like Marrying into a family, I, I, I got what. Well, it's marrying into any family. Shit. Yeah, you can I, I be marrying know. into a family where they're full matter. of felons. It doesn't matter like what, what color they are. I mean, so we we agreed we were agreeable with well, both sides of the family. Here's the thing. Yeah, we got to talk about the elephant because you know they have been members of your family. Oh yeah, well have, obviously. I you know I think the fear with when it comes to black people, black women specifically, because black men, oh, I'll talk about y'all another day. But I think when, when black women date outside the race, it's like the the male, and I'm, I'm talking about heterosexual, cisgendered people here, but the, the male being, I guess, the more, you know, dominant head of the household, if you're, if you're into that sort of thing, which I feel like a lot of black women want a man that's going to be in charge, like I... If I gotta take care of your ass, look, this ain't gonna work. But there is, I think, a slight curiosity. Like, okay, you, you're coming into his family. There's gonna be a sense of, you know, maybe uh, patriarchy, perhaps, um, that you're entering into that space. And I, I think it's something different, you know, versus black men dating into another, into a, a white family. Like, you you're now her covered like you're going to be her provider as opposed to like you being under somebody else's wing yeah so i can i can see the hesitation or the questioning of like what is it like when you do this but it, yeah but isn't it assuming that every family structure is exactly the same? yeah that's ridiculous like it, it's i've met so many like uh black families or latino families white families who are one or the other or you know and i think um but i mean i understand that well here's the thing stereotypes are there because they're they're there's there's truth to them so like i think the stereotype of like um white families being a certain way like i laugh because a lot of it is true or black family being a certain way you laugh because a lot of it's true but like you gotta know how to play spades which i learned how to do you know i i <laughs> You know, uh, but like, it's an openness. Ultimately, I think what what it is is being part comfortable with yourself, part comfortable with you know other people, and and also just being willing to like adapt and change, um, and not oh, change who you see, are, but adapt to the situation. But I you think, know what you're talking about right now is probably going to go over so many people's heads. It's going to go over people's heads. Like, like here's the thing. Like, I. I have been in rooms with other white people in like a predominantly black room and I remember when I was like 
when I was like uh, interning at the 90% black church in Milwaukee. I remember like I'd have a friend come over and like have dinner. We'd like serve the homeless. And like, I think there was a sort of like, this is, uh, I've never been in a room with like all black people. You know, it was like an interesting, I don't know if it's necessarily like, I'm scared, you know, but there's also, there's a, <laughs> there was a, there was like one time when somebody did say, we should lock the car. I'm like, we should, like, we should always lock our car. And I was yeah, like, like, I was like you when do you not lock your car? I mean, like, and I was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's never been broken into, but I suppose we could lock the car today. That's good. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's an innocent, I, it, but it's like, it's an ignorance actually what it is, but it's what I'm getting as like, um, I think black people don't always deal with that as much or Latinos because they've they've been used to being in with all white people. Like well, it's not exactly. I mean, some, there's a small fraction who might have grown up in maybe let's say one neighborhood in the south side of Chicago or west side where it's like this is all black people, and somehow they were in a strange bubble. But in the media, they still saw like white families and almost I, any I mean, job you work. I mean, yeah. Well, exactly. I think what what you're what you're saying is something that I feel like a lot of white people who haven't experienced that wouldn't understand. We've always had to read the room mm-hmm. and, you know, change our behavior or mm-hmm. speak a certain way because we've, we've always had to assimilate to, yeah. to a white culture. And, like, I've had friends before and they're like, I just, you know, they would ask me these stupid-ass questions. Like, how do you... How do you get your hair to do this? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I do hair. And then I would go and like help them with their hair. And I, I knew how to help them with their hair products and hair styles, having the hair that I have. And there's like this weird disconnect where they've never had to experience like black hair. So they have so many questions. And how do you know so much about this? And it's like, I, I have to like I this this is the world uh, that we live in like I, I, we I've have seen, to do this. I've seen that with with in an indirect way with the kids like oh I love their hair their hair how do you take care of their hair it's like I mean the other thing that is a pet peeve of mine is you mentioned like the language switch sometimes I see white people when they get into them with like black people hey white, sisters oh I specifically white men but yes I've seen bl- white women too and. It feels very condescending to me, and it really pisses me off. Like, and it's like, it's not, it's like been like not directly in front of me, but it's been like in a room. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, right? yeah. It's like, why don't you just talk to them regularly? I think over time, if I had to analyze, I bet there's things I say that are like not sort of the token white thing because I've been with you for more than a decade. You, you know, there's probably things that have like rubbed off on me just naturally. Yeah. I, I'll say something like, wait, that sounded like <laughs> kind but, of black, but it wasn't like intentionally like, oh, I'm, I'm well, trying to talk about... In, in the same way, like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure I say some things that... <laughs> that are like... Gee, willikers. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, doggone it, Bob. No, actually, you know, I say dagnabbit awful nuts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Are we gonna... Are we gonna make meatloaf tonight or what? What? Uh, <laughs> All right, with that... This white family is gonna sign off. Well, I, but before we before we sign off, um, you right, know, before, actually, whack, white, black, whack. Uh, we're whack, whack. Damn. Yeah. Well, whack. Why can't we be blight? Blight. 
I know I know a guy with the last name Blight. That's funny. Mm. Whack or Blight? Ooh, that's okay. Next week we'll we'll Let decide. Let us know what you think. Whack? No one no one's gonna email us. No one's gonna... <laughs> That'd be a fun social post. Should we be whack or blight? So interesting. You're saying you want blight because black leads? Or do you like no, because it? whack is like that's lame. Whack. No, that's whack. whack. Is cool. You trying to make whack cool now? I'm doing that thing where it's like that's crazy, but cool. Okay. Whack. Um, blight. Blight sounds like blight. Like that's when like things are like in a bad. Sounds like oh oh. Like, the cities are blighted. Oh yeah, you're right. We're not gonna do blight. The inner city blight. Oh, we're gonna, gonna be whack. We need whack family. <laughs> I think every other interracial duo needs to come up with a cool nickname. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. cool nicknames. Yeah. So, again, before we go. Um, yeah, that was a long, very long tangent in this episode. Yeah. It's okay, I think it was worth it. I think uh, whoever listens will hopefully get something out of it. But um, on, a, on a serious note. Oh, no. Serious? Yes. Um, just want to say that, you know, we stand with the Asian community oh, right now. Yeah. Uh, hate is not something that I I can't tolerate it. So if you're listening and you are one of our Asian friends or just an Asian listener, just want you to know, look, we, we've been fighting for a long time. Okay, we will fight for you too. So... That's that on that. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a good week weekend and stay safe out there. Stay six feet apart. No, three I feet. Think. You said three feet now. Three feet? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Three you can pretty much have sex from that distance. Oh, wow. That's how big it is. All right, guys, have a good <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right, guys, good night. Chat is a Bob and Deanna's Burrow production recorded at 1601 Lakeshore Drive Studios. All rights are reserved, whatever that means, and uh, we hope you have a good week.